What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. It's time for Always Learning with our friends from Berrien Risa, and we have Superintendent Eric Hopstock joining us. Hello, Eric. How are you again this uh, this lo- lovely day? Well, very good. Uh, good to talk with you again, Johnny, as always. always. Yeah, always good to talk with you. And we also uh, love hearing about all of the little things about Barry and Risa that uh, make a big impact in our community. And we've t- touched on so many different topics uh, throughout this segment, learning about a lot of that stuff. And today we're going to focus on, uh, well, what are we going to focus on? You have a special guest today, is that right? Yep. Yeah, well- we are going to focus on, you know, how are ISDs financed? Uh, they're a little mm. bit different animal. They don't work exactly like a local school district. Uh, we Districts always hear about per-pupil funding. Uh, sure. We're much more highly tied toward the, real, uh, the assessed value rate within our county. So as that improves, we benefit. As it goes down, we have to tighten our belts a little bit. So mm. I have with me today... Scott Knoll, he's our director of finance, so that uh, he can talk all things money, budget, and how these things are structured. So, That's Scott, awesome. great to have you with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, you guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of uh, sharing a little bit about, about what I know and how things work around here and uh, answer any questions you may have. Absolutely. Let's start off first with uh, how is an ISD funded? Well, there's three primary funding sources for an ISD. You've got local funding, um, which is primarily your property taxes. Uh, you've got state funding, um, commonly referred to in the school industry as state aid. Mm. And then you've got a good chunk of federal funding, which typically comes in the form of grants. Um, so, uh, the difference between an ISD and a regular district, one of the primary differences is, um, you know, as Eric mentioned, a, a district gets a certain amount per pupil as their funding, and that's what determines their state aid, how much state aid they get. Mm. Um, if they get $9,000 per pupil, and um, let's just keep it simple, they have 10 people, they have 10 people then they're entitled to $90,000. Okay. They levy levy property taxes, and in levying property taxes on on that district's tax base, they may only get $60,000 of that $90,000 they're entitled to. So the state steps in and gives them the other $30,000. So at the end of the day, they're funded with $9,000 per student. their tax base from a district level is primarily businesses and second homes. It's not a uh, single home ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, and ISD, our tax base is everybody. Total, total taxable value of the county uh, is what is used as our tax base. So okay. our, our tax base is bigger, our millages are lower. Um, so that's how we get our local piece. The mm-hmm. state piece, as I mentioned, comes through state aid. Uh, state aid has a lot of different what we call categoricals. Uh, every categorical is categorical. Categorical, well, that, that's <laughs> tough to say fast, uh, comes with a um, 
It's it's usually tagged with a number and a letter. So okay. you've got twenty three F, you've got fifty one P, you've got so you know it, there's a lingo to it. But you have mm-hmm. uh, various categories of state aid. Okay. Um, so with the federal money, as I mentioned, it comes primarily in terms of grants. Uh, we get uh, some grant money on our general fund side, and we get more grant money on our special ed fund side. So uh, that's another difference between us and a district is a district gets money for their general fund, and that's it. That's all they have. Uh, here at Barry and Risa and other ISDs, we have a general fund and we have a special education fund. And we have a separate millage for each one of those funds. Okay. So um, we get federal grants for each one of those funds. For example, yeah. in 2022-23, we had just under $9 million of federal grants on the special education side. We had about $2 million of federal grants on the general fund side. Wonderful. So it's a combination of your local revenue, your state revenue, and your federal revenue. And that's pretty much where uh, the dollars come from that, that fund our budget. So. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. A lot of a lot of numbers and things thrown out there, and a lot of formulas. What is the the special education formula? Well, the special education formula is based on your unreimbursed special education costs. As I mentioned, we got about nine million dollars yeah. of federal funding for special education. So, when we report our special education expenses to the state at the end of the year we don't report any expenses that are related to those federal dollars. We've already been reimbursed for those expenses. So we, we, uh, there's a form that we, uh, we complete after our audits done every, every year. Uh, it's a 4096 and that's a summary of our special education spending. And, and based on your level of special education spending, there's a percentage of that that will be, in re- that will be reimbursed to you by the state. That percentage has recently gone up as the state is really focusing in on special education and has increased funding across the board for that. Um, the actual formula is is, uh, is pretty complex. Um, I think it's safe to say that, you know, it, it's, it's basically a percentage of our unfunded special, Asia, okay. special education costs. The state has realized that there is a large large amount of unfunded special education dollars out there okay. that we're forced to cover with federal grants and our local money. And they're stepping it up to try and help that out a little bit and bridge that gap um, for, for ISDs. So. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about the finances of, and what what is the, the budgeting process? What's that look like for you guys? Well, we budget... Um, we budget our, our fiscal year is July 1st to June 30th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, about March, we actually start our budgeting process for the upcoming fiscal year. I mean, the reason we do that is because we, we take a preliminary budget to the board in April, a general education budget mm-hmm. and a special education budget. Um, preliminary because there's so many unknowns about what kind of funding we'll be getting for the upcoming year. But we make some assumptions. We take that to the board and we get preliminary approval from the board. Um, What happens after that is we take our general fund budget and that budget needs to be approved by the board board of education at each district in the county. So we go and present that general fund budget to each board of education throughout the month of May. 
Um, we take our special education budget with us as well because we're um, as long as we're there presenting, we show them what our what we're anticipating to spend on special education as well. Their approval is not necessary for that, but. Um, so then anything that comes up between April and June, we'll tweak that budget a little bit, but we basically take the final budget to the to the board um, uh, at the beginning of June because we have to have a budget approved by June 30th. That's a state state law. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the opportunity to rebudget throughout the year. So we usually amend our budget twice throughout the year. Uh, so we put a budget in place June 30th. We usually amend the budget in January based on what we now know has taken place for half the year. And then as we get closer to the end of the year, we amend the budget again. Um, and now we know most of what's happened. And, you know, that way you can get the, the ultimate budget pretty accurate. Sure. Uh, you know, we still track to the original budget to some extent. We report on it in our audit, but we do get the opportunity to amend our budget as many times as we want, actually, throughout the year. Wow. So uh, as you're going through all these things, the budget and the expenses and all that other things, what what accounts as the largest of the expenses for Bering Risa? Heavy salary. Um, compensation overall. When you talk about salary, you're also talking about benefits, which are your um, your retirement expenses, your insurance expenses, and your uh, FICA or Social Security and Medicaid, if you, if you will. So that those items, the compensation related items make up about 80% of our overall spending. So by far compensation is the biggest expense. And so how does the, the things like the economy and you mentioned like property taxes and and things like that, and even say the government, uh, if there's a government shutdown impact, how does that impact the finances? Yeah. um, Well, for an ISD, it impacts a little bit more than it would for a district because um, if the economy is in a tailspin and property values are going down and assessments are being reduced, then our local revenue, as I explained earlier, is going to go down. Um, knock on wood, we haven't had that happen in, sure. in quite a while. But um, you know, if you're a district and your property values go down, you get less money from your property taxes. But again, the state makes up the difference to get you up to that $9,000 per student. So um, at the end of the day, you're still going to get the money. It's just whether it comes from source A or or source B. Mm -hmm. Not so in an ISD. If property values take a big downturn, we're going to feel the pinch from that. Interesting stuff for sure from uh, our, our friend uh, Scott Knoll, who is the Director of Business and Finance with Barry and Risa. We also have uh, Superintendent Eric Hopstock uh, with our Our Always Learning segment. Uh, Eric, anything uh, you'd like to add to uh, to this? This is, I mean, of course, a lot of numbers, but there's a lot of factors and things. And uh, I, I think we educated yeah. the community on a lot yeah, of stuff. I mean, one of the things, if you go back to 2008, 9, 10, mm-hmm. uh, when you know, the, the great recession that we call it. But one of the things that happened then is they did something at the federal level called sequestration, which was an automatic clip of 15% of those federal dollars. So it, a lot of our funds got clipped 15%. And what people don't realize is once you roll back, and I'll just give you a good example on the state level, they rolled back per pupil funding $450, $60 per student. It took us till 2019 to recover. So while every year they celebrated, hey, we're giving you an extra 70, we're giving you an extra 30, 
it's in the meantime, salaries were going up, other costs were going up. So it really makes it tough once you take a hit to recover from some of those, because it's not like we could go out and make more widgets because we have a controlled budget um, Mm -hmm. that comes from a different source. Interesting stuff. Uh, If we want to learn more about all those things that uh, Barry and Risa does, where's a good place for us to find that? Go to our website, barryandrisa.org. If you have a specific question, info at barryandrisa.org, and it'll be uh, slotted to the right individual to get your questions answered. Wonderful. Well, Scott, thank you so much for telling us about all that stuff. Uh, We appreciate you taking some time. And Eric, as always, I guess I'll see you next week. See you next week.